Week three is in the books, kids. We got a hell of a show. Buckle up. Cue it. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I said big things were happening, and I'd like to introduce my first big thing. Please welcome to the Looky Here College Sports Show, Scott Sammons. How are you, bud? I'm great. I'm really happy to be here. I've always been told I have a face for radio, and I have no idea what that means, but uh, I'm ready to talk to football. They were absolutely right. Aww. Absolutely. That's so nice. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. It's great. The show, the show relies a lot, about, a lot on feedback, and you've been one of the people after every show sends a a nice message, a long one. You oh, yeah. have to stop what I'm doing for a while and <laughs> and read it. But it's uh, the the feedback that I get from you guys is, has been great. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm also joined here by uh, my nephew Marco. Marco injury three two. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? I'm excited, Scott. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be here. Uh, my, for those of you, I, you've mentioned this before, but um, for those of you have who have never experienced your bedroom before, we are in. Colin, yeah, your old bedroom, my old bedroom, and now I assume that it's Mark's bedroom. That is correct. Yeah. So, Mark, you've done a great job. Having known it before you had it, <laughs> you've really done. I, for those of for, for everybody who doesn't know, this is a sensual space. It is. If I was wearing a bra right now, I would be so slowly unclasping it. Uh huh. Because it's it has that it has that. It seeps it. out of the walls. It does. That's what it is. There's other things that probably seep out of here too, and that's yeah. why there was a sense no in black here. Lights. I'm sure this is a no, no black light no black light zone. You. Unless you want nightmares, and uh, again, I said it the, f- the first show. I think if you knew if these walls could talk, you would not be here. But, yeah, I've, I've coped with it well over the past. Yeah, couple you're doing of years. good. Shit, you're almost. This your senior year, getting ready yeah, to graduate, yeah. and probably still live at home because you're smart and the, yeah, and the big world's expensive and not fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, good weekend. Yeah, good weekend. Yes, the Hawks great. finally won. Finally won. They got off the bus and they came to play. They won the right way. They didn't yeah. win by yeah. just sliding by. It wasn't a win's a win scenario. It was mm-hmm. great. That is the worst Hawkeye thing that people say. Oh, win's a win. Yeah. But it was a good weekend. Like you said earlier, it's a feel good. Yes, it was a very feel good weekend. I was there. I was at the game. My oh, you wife, were? Yes. Oh. I did go. My wife is a UNI grad, so she mm-hmm. wore enemy colors this week. But even still. I live with a stater. So. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> it is. Uh, but it still felt like literally like the Hawks scored and like the Hawk fans around us like turned around and like they tried to high five my wife and my wife was wearing the UNI shirt and she's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like they didn't even realize. I feel like our opponent. This they week, were excited to see some touchdown, yeah, baby. Exactly. Uh, they, I, but I feel like they didn't even realize that, you know, my wife was uh, because that's how I think UNI is. To us. They're like a little brother. Like, yes, we should absolutely beat them, but it shouldn't be like, a, you know, an absolute like we shouldn't annihilate. Yeah, save the annihilation for hanging a half a hundred on Ohio State at home mm. under the lights. Save mm. it for two years in a row in Nebraska. Those fuckers, like, get them. Like, let's hang forty and fifty on those bad boys. So yeah, it was a big weekend. Big weekend, not for the Big Ten, but we'll get into that shit. But uh, speaking of weekends and big things, um, we here at the Looky uh, Looky Here College Sports Show. Are are happy and excited to announce our new partnership with Iowa City Apparel and the Make Iowa City Drunk Again Bar Crawl. Iowa City Apparel is a custom-based t-shirt company who is in business to help 
to help everyone make their custom t-shirt dreams a reality. Need a shirt for your intramural sports team? They can do it. Need shirts for your big birthday bash? They can do it. Need shirts for a bar crawl? They can do that. Currently, they are working on the Make Iowa City Drunk Again bar crawl, which already has over 1,000 responses on Facebook and has everybody in Iowa City talking. This bar crawl that takes place on Saturday 29th, which is the bye weekend for the Hawkeyes, for the Hawkeyes, is scheduled to turn Iowa City back into a top-tier party school that it once was. Go to www.iowacityapparel.com to order your Make Iowa City Drunk Again Bar Crawl shirt today. Now, I'm going to this. I was excited a long time ago mm-hmm. before I approached these two young gentlemen. Um, I didn't know that Iowa City had fallen off. I didn't know the university had fallen off the edge of top-tier party schools. Yeah, and I don't see why that happened. Because they still are. It's a great tradition, drinking and football. But it, it, nonetheless, we're, we're, we're going to put us way over the top, if anything, for, uh, after this weekend. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, it was announced at the game that the student section is now on a watch list for best student section in the nation. Ooh. They have made that They made that announcement at the game. That's, dude, look, seriously, look, I got goosebumps. You guys can't see it. Yeah. Sorry, but I've got goosebumps. Not that you want to look at my hairy arm. But that's great. Yeah, and I think it all stems from the Iowa State game. Literally, that IOWA's chant that, that is done after every Goose touchdown. That, that was the longest and most passionate IOWA chant. And it was great. I loved it. Um, uh, it. It was it was fantastic. I was there for the the night game in Minnesota. The night the when Minnesota played in Iowa City, the night game. Miranda's like, all right, well, I'm gonna get you tickets for your birthday. Do you want to go to the Pittsburgh game? Want to go to the Pitt game or go to the Minnesota game? And I was like, ah, we'll beat the shit out of Pitt. I want to go to the night game in Minnesota because they always give us trouble. And of course, the Hawks beat Pitt by a field goal. Uh, like how? That was fifty-four yards. Yeah, fifty-three yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, should have went to that one." But we did go to the Minnesota game, and it was a it was a grind. Um, but they chanted IOWA. I was like, "Does this just keep going?" Yeah. Like that was only at the, I think that was only my second Iowa game that I've been to, and I was like, "Wow, I love this place." Very <laughs> rarely does it keep going like that. Usually, mm-hmm. the Nick possession they kick off, you know, and then it gets into like you know we just want to be loud for the defense. Very rarely does it go. Does it keep going like that? And it, I I can maybe count on two or three fingers the times that that has happened. Yeah. And every time it happens, it is it gives you goosebumps and, like, it jacks everybody up. And it's a very disorienting call. I can only imagine down on the field. Yeah, just uh, trying to call, call something on the line and all you hear is IOWA. Because you expect loud. I mean, you just – and you prepare for that. But you don't you, – you never prepare for people to be spelling – fucking Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I did not hear about the student section, but the guys and I, those guys in Iowa City like to party. But uh, these guys, Jack and Tanner over at Iowa City Apparel, uh, young entrepreneurs, uh, of course, with a vision to make your t-shirt versions a reality. I'm so stoked to have these guys on board, um, and I'm sure they're glad to have me on board, too, and I can't wait to work with them. It's, definite, it's definitely a friendship that's going to grow and blossom, and I uh, hope I get a chance to meet them before the bar crawl. Um, but so you order these shirts, and it looks like the Trump slogan, make Iowa City drunk again. So, you know, it pisses off some people, I guess. Whatever, I don't care. But if you wear the shirt, you get the deals. They've got, you go to Spoco and, you know, all the other bars that are down, you know, the, the big yeah. downtown bars. Some of them have like $3 wells, uh, like $3 tequilas, $4 steins. I think one bar has uh, $4 double wells. Ooh. And this thing starts at three. I'm not. I mean, I'm going to be there early, but I don't. If I start drinking at three o'clock without 
kind of deals, I'm going to be in some trouble. But you're going to need to lay a base. Yes, okay. we got we did get a hotel room. I got a hotel room that we can for 106 bucks. Oh. No free ads, so I'm not going to say where I got it from. But <laughs> well, it was a bye, it was a bye weekend, so that's yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's true. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, so excited to have Iowa City Apparel on board. Uh, I can't wait. I talked to the guys uh, over the weekend. I'm jacked about that. Totally. That's Two weeks into a show, jacked to have these guys on the show. So we're going to get into the headlines. We don't have a Florida man for you because Florida must have been on a they must have been quiet. They had a bye week. They had a bye week bye down week. there. No math, no alligators. It was just a <laughs> just a quiet. Hurricane I saw a thing the other day. Yeah, hurricane scare. I saw the thing is like the farther north you go in Florida, the more southern it is. <laughs> I said that was was very funny. I've never been to Florida, and I hope to go. But uh, so we're gonna we're skipping that. We're gonna go in the headlines. Syracuse beats a terrible Florida State team. Did you watch? The, did you see any of that game? I saw a little bit, and all I know is that Florida State's one of the most inconsistent teams I've ever watched. Uh, were they ranked at the beginning of the season? I they were. They, uh, they usually. I mean, most seasons they are. You would expect that, yeah. but so Syracuse beats a not good Florida State team with a backup quarterback in Syracuse, uh, and Syracuse. Goes to play Clemson in two weeks. Two weeks from now. And they play would you say you're going to hold me to saying that Clemson isn't a top four team? Absolutely. I, I do not. I still don't think that. <laughs> and I hope in two weeks Syracuse is is five and zero, oh, and they mm-hmm. are four and zero, oh and they beat Clemson. That's what I'd like to see. <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I'm not impressed. Those were big words out of you. I know. You know. Not in the top four for Clemson. They didn't belong there. I think that's what. I wrote that down. I wrote down your locks. I was Good. Like, you, yeah, I wrote that down. That Clemson does not belong, and uh, I, I'm gonna hold you to it. How did I do in locks? You kept. You, I had I some did. of them written For down. For those of you counting at home, uh, Colin was 16 and six. That's good. Locks. That was not bad. I, I was surprised. I'm gonna write that down so we can at the end of the year we can do a total. Yeah, I was coming after you today. I was pretty sure you were gonna be trash, <laughs> um, but you did all right. 16 and six. That's not bad. Um, you got some bad advice on Duke. Uh, I did get some bad advice. I'm never listening to fucking Braden Routh again. Sorry. I don't <laughs> care. You know what? It's like Baylor, man, Duke. I knew it because I knew Duke was good, but I was like, ah, fuck, I'll change it. And that was dumb. So, so I'm never yeah. Facebook advice is yeah. just about as fake as everything else on the internet. Yeah, you, you can't take you can't take advice from a Hawkeye Homer like myself. <laughs> and I, uh, all due respect to Braden, but he's got to be a Baylor Homer. I'm just oh yeah, Braden. Um, Here I do. So six, and the Big Ten fared bad, very bad. They went set, seven Big Ten teams lost to out of conference teams, um, and of course the big one, Nebraska loses to Troy. Okay, um, and I we talked about was it the big one? It was that was that was big. A, well it was big to me because fucking Nebraska. So it's always big when this is what well this is what made it big was because. So Nebraska's first game gets canceled, so they go to reschedule the game for the end of the year. Scott Frost says, no, don't schedule us a game because we're going to be in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> okay, fucking lose to oh, the Browns. I think the Browns lost. Damn it. No. Oh, well, anyways, sorry, we're watching football here. Uh, but I hope now they're not you – go, you, go, you say all that shit and then you lose to Troy. Who yeah. I think Troy's in Alabama. I didn't know Troy was a college in Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's right. Shut up. Schedule that, that game. Rough. You can have Incarnate Word for your final game too. <laughs> you can you can join the boys in the red and yellow up north. 
but I'm not <laughs> taking anything you say seriously now. Did you see how much they paid Nebraska, or how much Nebraska paid to play Troy? No. $1.15 million. $1.15? To lose to Troy. Yikes. That's, that's almost like losing double. That. And the team travels for free, like Nebraska. Yeah, I saw they all oh, they travel for free, and they get up there and puts the bill for a win, supposedly. I mean, I've, I've the all three Troy fans that showed up to that game were probably very happy. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably super stoked on that. Uh, but Wisconsin lost too, which was I yeah, Wisconsin lost one. too. Yeah, well, yeah, they played BYU. If they'd have lost, well, they played. They did the fake. Or they did yes, the trick play, the, the trick play, pass the pass back, which worked. But on my pick show, I talked about how BYU had won a couple games the first part of the season on Hail Marys, and they beat Nebraska mm-hmm. on one of those too. Mm-hmm. I thought that that would have been super funny if they'd have thrown a Hail Mary and won that game. Because I told them, because on my show I said, that's not going to happen. But Wisconsin miss, misses a field goal and loses the game. Yeah, that was big too. But I, I'm kind of – on Wisconsin to sure. to get after it this year because I mean Ohio State's a good team but I don't I don't want Ohio State to win anything in my that's just me no. but I so Big Ten didn't do good but the Hawks won mm-hmm. and like I said they got off the bus they played uh, Noah Fant is now the all time leader in touchdowns for tight ends with yeah. I don't remember fourteen fourteen. He had a day. He he got hurt there. They said it was his hip. I thought maybe it was his elbow, but that, yeah, every, very, uh, very nobody wears hip pads anymore. And I think it's easy to get a hip pointer. Yeah, suck if a you've stinger. ever had one. A little stinger, a little stip on it, like on the tip of your hip. There, it blows for about you know twenty minutes, unless it's more serious. Than I that, think he missed three, two or three plays. Yeah, I want to say that was back pretty in. Pretty quick. If you're a man, you can come back in. But, you know, and if he didn't, T.J. Hawkinson is still there. Boy, T.J. Hawkinson, he's got a baby face on him. He's a he's a very large baby-faced man. Um, this is funny. Everybody comes to play yesterday. Nathan Stanley, I think, struggled through his reads in the, the first possession. But they ran the ball well with Sargent this week. Mm-hmm. He scored. I wasn't real big on him. He's a little guy, yeah. and they like to run that 32 and 34 dive, and yeah. he just doesn't do good up the middle. But if he gets the hole, he's fast, yeah. and he'll get there. He show, he proved to me, and I think some other people too, as I was chatting amongst others during the game, mm-hmm. he proved a lot. Yeah, kudos to the to the Hawks O-line this week. I saw a lot of big holes for Sergeant they were, to get through there. They, did, great. they re- made some changes. I think the first game without Wirfs and uh, Jackson – yeah. Had an impact, and now they're they're back on it. A and lesser a lesser opponent, no doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lesser opponent. You know, you and I. Good. Good for the school. You like you said, little brother up there. Yeah. Um, but they needed this game because Wisconsin comes to town next week. Yeah. And Wisconsin took an L. They're going to be salty, and the Hawks lost last year in a shitty game in Camp Randall. Mm. I got flipped off. You got flipped off. Yeah, I went to. That's camp the worst camp. thing that happened to you. Yeah, I went to camp. Yeah, <laughs> I went. I went to, like literally the BA, the BYU losses. That was great. So for that guy who flipped me off in a bar, and uh, in in Madison <laughs> last year, that BYU loss was for you. I'm. I, I hope you're listening. Because, uh, he knocked on. I was walking by a bar. He knocked on the window. 
Oh, he did? Yeah. And I looked, and he flipped flip me, off, me off. And I was like, you son of a bitch. son of a bitch. Because like, I'm not going to flip, like, what are you going to do? Flip him off back? Like, yeah. So a real big guy. Like, I'm going yeah. to be the bigger man here. Yeah, I shrugged and kept with... walking. But that, that loss to BYU, that was for you, yeah. I, I do. Uh, I don't feel like, you know, if some of you may know last week, I was talking some smack on, on Nathan Stanley just a little bit. Uh, I don't feel like I owe him an apology just yet, but I do want to say that, uh, you know, you impressed me a lot. 23 for 28. All right. That's efficient. And you passed for over 300 yards. I didn't know you could do that. Nate Stanley, if you're listening, um, uh, you, you, uh, you showed me up, but, uh, still had one interception, cleaned that up a little bit, big guy. You still remind me a little bit of Brock Osweiler. Let's see it against Wisconsin and maybe I'll, maybe I'll like you, but. Like I said, I don't think I owe you an apology just yet, but I, I did like what I saw. Yeah. Which woodshed game against Wisconsin or tight game against Wisconsin? Um, I think God, it's so scary, but I think we're gonna, I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have them handled. Um, I think they're gonna be shaken a little bit and just add kick under the lights, just add. I wish it was going to be a blocked-out jersey game. Uh, yeah. I think their run defense is suspect, as we saw with BYU, and their quarterback continues to make some head-scratching decisions. And I think our defensive line is just going to eat him. Taylor up. did have over 100 yards again uh, for Wisconsin. Yeah. So he will always be a threat. And then uh, against you and I, defense played well, very well. Hankins back there is he's all over the ball. I'm very impressed with him. Armani Jones had a fucking hold or something when I think it was on the, I don't remember what, it was on a kickoff or a punt return. Yeah. Grenowig, Grenowig, who's one of my favorites, and we waited all every night last night for him to take one to the house. Yeah. Because he's going to. He's going to take a few this year. Mm-hmm. And am I, uh, for no reason, he had, it was a, a hold or a block, an illegal block, I think. And he did the same – last weekend, he didn't do the same thing. But Granberg was running through a hole, and Imani Jones stepped right in front of him, and he ran into him and, and got tackled. Yeah. I, and I was very high on Imani Jones at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Very high. And he has proved that no, unfortunately. I think that shows a little bit – and then we saw the depth last night. Yeah. And we were talking earlier. I wanted it to be – it should have been 50 to nothing in my, in my <laughs> head. I wanted, I wanted every game, I want to go for the throat and – Put 50 points up. Prove that we can be in the top 25. I know that Wisconsin's coming to town and we need these guys to be healthy. I understand that. And Kirk Ferentz, is, he's conservative. He's a damn near Amish coach. He's so I'm surprised, <laughs> he, I'm surprised he doesn't show up to, to games in, in a horse and buggy. But I know you disagree with that, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I get it. As I said before, you want uh, I mean, you want to hang a half a hundred on – on uh, Ohio State at home, you want to hang fifty and forty uh, on Nebraska and stuff like that. But you know things like you and I, uh, or they, as I said, you you they're your little brother. You know you don't want to absolutely kill them and get your guys hurt in a in a game that's not not a, is is essentially a, a throwaway, not a throwaway. But um, it, it, and I think not you know give them giving them the two touchdowns in garbage time was pretty decent it made my wife feel better for whatever <laughs> for whatever it is she's a hawk fan day in and day out yeah. but when but when uh iowa plays you and i she's got to go with the home team um but uh it made my wife feel better that they gave him the two touchdowns in garbage time 
And, uh, you know, it was just a feel good weekend in general. So yeah. I don't think you didn't want to trouble me. You know, Pat Green came in and played wave on wave to the kids. I bet that uh, was great. Fantastic. It like literally a grown ass men crying in the stands. Like it was, wow. uh, it was very cool. And for those of you, I, I don't know. It, I don't really follow Pat Green. I don't know if anybody listening does, but you know, throw that guy a follow on social media because he didn't ask to put his song on that thing. You know, this the university asked him, and he graciously agreed. And yeah, graciously. Came. And it's the, the like the best tradition yeah. in college football. Absolutely, it is an absolute feel good. Yeah, I can't. I don't didn't make it to a game last year, so I'm hopefully the Maryland game tickets are pretty cheap. Yeah. So I'd like to get up on that one. Would would be nice. Oh, homecoming. Be a good Come time. Tailgate. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, <laughs> tailgate. Hell yeah, we're gonna go tailgate this weekend, hopefully. Cool. Um. So, uh, but we were talking about Nebraska. Sorry, we were all over the place. But you said you had met. Yeah. Scott Frost when he because he was an assistant coach. He was. At you and I. He was under Farley, right? Yeah, yeah. Mark Farley. Uh, by all, uh, by all my personal experience, which is all maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> A half a day is he's a dick. Um, I do not like Mark Farley. All due respect to you and I as a program, and but he has led that program. And I, I think if you look back, he's had maybe one assistant coach who's stuck around just because he is he's a dick. Um, and Scott Frost was a linebacker coach back in the day, uh, about two thousand. Gosh, what was it? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I would uh, that was a senior in high school. Went to uh, um, a uh, um, camp camp. Yeah. I went to a football camp at UNI. Uh, they do offense and defense. So like offense was outside, did some offensive drills on defense. I played linebacker. So halfway through the, through the day you switch and, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to the defensive drills, but the defense isn't quite done yet, uh, for the first half of the day. So we take us, uh, uh, just take a knee on the sideline. Anybody who's ever played, played football, um, in high school, like, what do you do? You just, you know, when you're waiting around for something, grab a drink of water, take a knee, wait for it, wait for it to happen. No, no sense in, you know, doing anything too crazy. Um, but me and a couple guys are sitting there taking a knee. Mark Farley comes up behind us and is like, did anybody tell you, you guys could take a knee? And I literally like, <laughs> like I turned around to him. I'm like, my parents are paying for this. Like <laughs> I didn't like, you know, it's not like a, I didn't apply to get like, this is, I'm no elite football player. Like I'm here to learn some things, like get a little bit better. Like I'm not here for you to harass me and for taking a knee. And I, that just put the wrong taste in my mouth. Um, getting back really? to Scott Frost. Yeah. It put the wrong. And I, I just thought, you know, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt at the time, but you know, since then I've heard a lot of things about him where he's just kind of a, he's kind of a crusty old asshole. And we've just, been there 18 years. Yeah. For what it's worth, I mean, he's doing. Uh, he's always done well. Yeah, maybe that's what it takes to be a a successful coach and D two. I don't know, but I don't know. He had Scott Frost for a time, and Scott Frost moved on. Uh, I, you know, for the I did. I I didn't realize it at the time, but I I have spoken to Scott Frost. You know, he was a linebacker. Coach. Yeah, we did the we did the linebacker drills, and um, I I think he's a. I think he's a little cocky. I got that a little. Bit I would. Uh, I would say so. I wouldn't say <laughs> he's a terrible coach by any means, but well, he know. AP coach of the year last Clearly year. Clearly, he can inspire hearts and minds. But. Yeah, we well, you take a team from zero and twelve to six and six and twelve and zero, looks good. Yeah, not looking good so far. <laughs> yeah, and of course, and then on on that senior year, 
learning some things that you and I helped because you we the Panthers Mount yeah. Pleasant did go undefeated. We did all right in our your 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 senior our senior year. Yeah, I didn't play football. Except for the last one. I need to say that. Yeah, well, bro. <laughs> okay, I didn't play football in high school. I was in the in the student section doing what I do best. Yelling and screaming. You did. I did a lot of that. I literally, the last game we played, I don't know if I'm burying the lead here, but the last game we played, I remember two things. I remember uh, freezing my nuts off. Yeah. Uh, literally, so, I had to pull my thumb from the rest of my hand to get it around the ball. I was a center, so I needed to get my hand around the ball. I had to, my thumb was so cold that it was like involuntarily curling into my hand. <laughs> And I had to pull it away from my hand to get it around the ball. And the second thing I remember is during warmups, you just trash talking the shit out of their wide receivers. Like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's spitting sleet. <laughs> yes. And cold, it was so shitty. Wendy, those poor wide receivers were trying to do their drill and you were just like, just insulting their heritage <laughs> for like missing passes on just the worst night of the year. Um, so yeah, you, and you did your thing. You did your part. I'll always. I'll always have a little hate for Pella, because um, I was all I wanted to do was go to the dome, just like you guys wanted to. Yeah. I'm sure too. Yeah, go to the dome because I don't know when's the last time the Panthers mm. been a while. Been a while. Been yeah, a while. It would have been the would have been the '90s, probably the I don't know. Yeah, late '90s, early 2000s. That was a good year. Every time we won, we I said we're gonna party at. Here, yeah. this house. And we had like 10 parties here. <laughs> because every Friday, you guys won. Uh-huh. It was great. Yeah, I think, I don't know, some crazy average of points scored was like 40 or 50. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a that. lot of points. Well, you had JC running the ball. Yeah, he was a big... He was a big contributor. Obviously, he was the... Yes. I mean, he was it. Every once in a while, somebody will pop up and there'll be... Uh, his highlight video from high school or something. Oh, yeah. And he just makes kids look silly. He does. He does. It's, it's, it's fun yeah. to watch. I, I played, played at Iowa. It was a receiver for and a kick returner. Yeah. Yep. Got my flea, the flea flicker man down there, oh, up yeah. there. That was always fun. Mm-hmm. That was always fun. Um, Saturday superstars. Who you guys got? I'm going to go first. Okay. Uh, I got David Blow from Purdue. And there's some guys that did a little better than him, but I'm, but Purdue tried to make a comeback against Missouri, and he tossed the ball up into the end zone, and the guy came down and kind of fell on it, and so it was incomplete, and I was really hoping for Purdue to beat Missouri because the Big Ten was having a very bad day, but David Blow had like just under 600 yards, like 570 or 80 yards, um, and then on defense, just kind of for comedy, because it's hard to go through and find a defensive player, you know, I'm going to pick Peyton Manzel. He threw a <laughs> he threw a pick yesterday in the U and I game, and then in turn, literally ran right up right up the A gap and tackled whoever he threw it to. Was in on the tackle, so I'm gonna put that on defense because he tried to make up for it. <laughs> he's, he's definitely he is. He he's should have just kind of went away, but he's a freshman, uh, so yeah. garbage time. But yeah, I'm gonna give defensive to Peyton Manzel for uh, <laughs> yeah. helping to make his pick look not so bad. Yeah, but Scotty, who you got? Uh, poorly, I came poorly prepared this week, but I will say, uh, I've just, my standout was the, uh, uh, punt returner from North Texas who did the fake, mm. uh, the fake fair For catch. a cutter. Yeah. That was, uh, 
Ah, man, what a genius. That I was played. insane. Was that like a, do you think that was planned or he was just like. Well, that's my question is if that was planned, my question to the coaches is, do you feel like you put your player's life in danger? <laughs> yeah. Because he was saying he could have easily just got smoked. Yeah. He, I mean, he could have. He, he should have been tackled. Like Scott and I were talking before the podcast, there were at least three dudes right there. And uh whistle was not blown. If the whistle's if there's no whistle, smear this. That's guy. on Arkansas. That's smart football. Yeah. You, I mean, you're watching for a hand, you're listening for a whistle, and they all get down there and they're like, Oh, okay, well, I guess we'll move on. Yeah, and then he takes not. off and I, if you and if you look in the like the replay of it, the one guy just goes like just I know you guys can't see it, but he just like what the fuck? And then off he goes and touchdown. Yeah. Like that's on you, Arkansas. <laughs> As a gunner, you have yeah, I mean I, Having never not. in high school, I was uh, not big, and I made up for it by being also very slow. Um, but so not knowing exactly, you know, not knowing my place in gunnership here. But your gunner on punt return should shed his blocker, and he has one job, and is that's to go make a tackle or slow that guy down. You know, make sure that he calls a fair catch, and they did not do that. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna he's gonna have a bad time in film room on Monday. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. Now, I do want to say one thing: if there was maybe one ref paying a lick of attention, the returner did give a little wave in front of his chest, not enough for the the ref behind him to see. You know, usually you maybe wave your signaling hand to the other guys, maybe way up in the air, but he kind of just waved a little bit in front of his chest. So I didn't see that. The guys, the defenders coming out okay. in front of him probably saw it and thought, "Oh, well, I don't want to kill the kid." <laughs> Yeah. But the ref behind him didn't see it. They thought, why aren't you blowing the whistle? This kid just waved a fair catch. But so fair catch, but it has to be above the right, head. Right, right. Yeah. This kid kind of just waved in front of his chest to fake out the defenders, and the refs never saw it, so he got away with it. Hmm. Yeah, that was fun to see. Lots of trickery. But, yeah, that's that's definitely on fucking Arkansas. Is Brett Bielema still down there? No, he got fired. They fired him after the last game. Like, I don't think they even let him get off the field. <laughs> last year like i think the like they probably just let the trooper that he runs onto the field was like hey man uh, they're gonna fire you yeah like, they don't even want to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> did you ever hear about teddy bridgewater he was on the bus um to for with the jets right yeah on the way to one of the preseason games and he got it was announced that he got traded to the saints while he was on the bus so Ooh. they literally dropped him off at, the, like, at a bus stop and told him hey Get your stuff. Get off. You just got traded. Wow. So he had to call a ride and whatnot. Get an Uber. I don't know. Well, the NFL's got a you call, we haul, no questions asked thing too. Like for so you don't have to drive drunk and stuff. So it's like, hey, I'm not drunk because it's nine thirty in the morning. Which I mean, you could be. I've been (laughs) drunk at nine thirty in the morning. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, that's not a that's not something you want. He he to read it on the news that you got traded. Yikes! You know, not does that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. So every every Sunday we do our daily debate, and the daily debate was it was it was going to go one of two ways, and it all depended on how well Nate Stanley did. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there was some talk between you know the Gazette, which fuck it, the Gazette. If you read their, if you click on their articles too many times in the month, they cut you off. No, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. That's how they make their money. No, they want the I need to know what's going on. <laughs> That's bullshit because I read all the 144 wins from Kirk Ferentz, and now I can't read anything else. It's bullshit. Um, so, but it was uh, the headline was basically a hot seat for Nathan Stanley in the first two games. I could believe it. They got Mansell's a freshman and the pet or a sophomore. Yeah, I think he's 
freshman. And then Petrus from yeah. California, who's a three or four star. Yeah. The we the Hawks snug up. Well, snagged up. And I say we because I can say we. Mm-hmm. We're, we are the Hawkeyes. My dad gives me shit. Why do you say we? It's not your team. You don't play for them. Yeah, in my heart and soul, I do. Oh, yeah. It's out there every every Saturday with those guys. Mm-hmm. You live and die. That's right. Live and die a Hawkeye. I think Nate Stanley is he's kind of an enigma. I think you when you talk about him, you have to go back to his recruitment. Metomy High School, Metomy, Wisconsin. Uh, his parents, uh, Iowa had a leg, leg up. His parents were Hawkeye fans, uh, graduated from Warburg College, um, and oddly, he kept his his game tapes from high school secret. He didn't send them out to anybody. Really? Yes, he was very judicious about who he sent them to and who got them. Wow. And I, I've talked to a couple people who are familiar with the recruiting process from high school to college, and I haven't really got an answer from anybody that they know why that would be. Like, why you would keep your game tapes? Um, why, would, why would you keep them secret? And obviously, uh, Stanley, he was only rated at about a three-star um, where if you believe some of the people surrounding him uh, coming out of high school, they thought that he was maybe more of a four, even five-star prospect. Really? Yeah. Um, but he was only rated at a three. And the only thing I can think why you would do that is maybe you have an issue with expectations or maybe you have an aversion to hype or you yeah. have an aversion to high expectations. Well, last year he was very quiet, humble, yeah. quiet. He didn't, you know, hey, man, you, you – Ohio State beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, pretty good game. Yeah. That's Nathan Stanley in a nutshell. And I think what that makes perfect sense with what you said. One, uh, I think Kirk Ferentz, uh, for like it or not, he keeps his first-year players away from social media. He keeps them away from the media. They're off limits. It is. Um, and if you can get in trouble for doing that. Yeah. It is, a, it is a rule in Hawkeye football. You cannot do that. And maybe for a kid like State, Nate Stanley, that was just his maybe, whole life. Maybe that was a recruiting. Maybe that was a recruiting plus for him. Like, oh, yeah. great, I don't have to talk to the media. Cool, I can just go about my business, very workmanlike. But at the same time, um, uh, opposite that, uh, like AJ Epinesa on the defense, like he, um, he's very, uh, he's, he's very good at talking to the media. He, um, and then he backs it up with play. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think yesterday showed that he can put the ball where it counts. There was a lot of jokes made when he threw the ball right at every time right in the receiver's hands. Last year, that had been a that had been an overthrow. Yeah, man, like we said, those are tough to watch, but he was right on the money. Yeah, all that being said, I still wouldn't trade him. I no, think he's. I don't. I even if he man. did have a bad game, I think that I don't know what happens behind closed doors at any university or football team, but I'm sure there's a, hey, let's do better because you need to do better. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would, I think that there was maybe a conversation and not a conversation, at least one of those, the looks yeah, like, hey, let's, let's fucking put in the high gear FCS team. Let's put some points on the board. And he did. Yeah. I'm not saying that if he, if he'd have done bad, do you think that Peyton would have played next week? No, no, no way because we're playing Wisconsin. If an Illinois team, maybe I don't know, but I don't know. I just he was shaky. He didn't look good. He looked good yesterday, and hopefully, it's a trend that grows quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly because it's a Wisconsin team. They got fucking beat this weekend, and they know they're coming into play Kinnick under the lights where mm-hmm. good shit happens. 
Yeah. I was there for the Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Good things happen under the lights in Kinnick. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of babies were born nine months <laughs> after that Michigan game. Okay. Um, he, yeah. he showed to me he can do it. I think he struggled on his reads. I watched a little bit of, you know, rewatched the game a little bit this morning. But like I said, he has to get better fast. Yeah. Because Wisconsin's not going to fuck around. Yeah. I'll say I wouldn't, we're going to need to lean on our defense. Uh, next week, um, I think our defense has played three complete games. I'll give our defense a three and zero record. Um, I'll give our offense maybe a half a game for Illinois or Northern Illinois. I'll give them a half a game for Iowa State. Um, I'll give them a full game for for uh, UNI, but they should have got a full game. So maybe, yeah. so maybe our offense is two and zero. You know, our offense hasn't lost us any games, um, but uh, I don't think they will. I think we're going to need to lean on our our defense. I I think that Wisconsin uh, Iowa game is going to come down to the running backs. I think that mm. the quarter both quarterbacks are going to be average. The defenses are going to hold their own, and then the running backs are going to really be the tail. What, what's what's Kelly Martin's story? Ankle or hand or what? Yeah, I just don't think that they were. I think he's fine. He probably could have gone, but you and I, I just don't really? think they had any reason. Oh yeah, okay. I just don't think they had any reason. There's no reason to put him out there at you and I and no. risk get him. I mean, just give him another week. He's he's still a good back. Yeah. Torn Young won the first spot, which he deserved. I mean, I don't know what happened in camp and whatever else, but you know, Kelly Martin got it and lost it, which happens every week in football. Mm-hmm. Every and- position is there to lose. Unless we have Marshall Yonda at right guard again, <laughs> then uh, I hope that Torn Young's our starting running back because, like we said earlier, Sargent needs that hole. Otherwise, he's just he isn't not as smart. He's not as powerful as Young is. Well, he's this little guy, right? Yeah. He's five nine, five ten. You know? well, Fred Russell did all right back in the day. Oh, but little Fred Russell. He had some big old line offensive lines. Uh, I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, Fred Russell was a pretty decent. He, back. Was he just? He was just a one year guy. Uh, yeah, was he? Yeah. That's what ha- that's that's Iowa football. One year guys, yeah. him, Sean Green, Mark Wiseman. I think Mark Wiseman's on the Hawkeye coaching. He's an assistant. Really? I believe so. I read that. Remember that Wiseman? I think his his handle is Wiseman for Heisman on Twitter <laughs> or and or Instagram with Wiseman for Heisman. But, I mean, we shouted at every game just because. We could, and he sure. mowed people over. He was that little white running back that was just uh-huh. such well, he, an animal. Well, he was like a Mike Allstott. Remember yeah. when he played mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay back in the – that's what he reminded me of. Mm-hmm. You know, had the one year like so many so many backs do at Iowa. But it's probably the case in a lot of colleges too. Mm-hmm. So, Well, Bryce Love right now at Stanford. Heisman frontrunner last year, this year. I don't know. Yeah, well, he didn't play it. He had an undisclosed injury. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep things undisclosed? Interesting, you bring that up. I read an article today. Uh, the um, the college uh, athletic trainers are pushing for a national a nationalized injury report um, because uh, gambling is becoming more uh, prevalent, mm-hmm. uh, legal both legal and illegal, and uh, they're trying to keep uh, um, shall I say invested fans away mm. from. Uh, trying to get information disclosed about uh, players. Mm. Um, it, it was an interesting, or I think it was in the, I think it was in the Gazette. Um, inst- I actually, going back to your buying subscriptions, I bought a paper today <laughs> to read it. I, I don't think I've ever bought a paper in my life. I don't think I ever have either. But it was, I think it was in the Gazette today. Um, and there, I think it was an AP story or something like that. Yeah. But the, um, 
they're going to like a nationalized injury report and they're going to kind of do like hockey, like upper body injury, lower body injury. Um, and it's either they're like not likely to play or will not play. Well, and that's really the only information you're going to get. And it just kind of takes the, a little bit of the struggle off of, um, of the, the trainers to yeah. not, you know, provide a little bit of information to the gamblers to maybe move the line and get a, get a favorable outcome. I think the last time that I bought a newspaper was when I won the Geography B in eighth grade. <laughs> I still have the cutout. I know my mom gave me one, but I bought it one for me too. I can, We'll go down and we'll look at it. I've got a box of keepsakes in the basement of this house that the gifts just keep that need <laughs> that need to be gone through because there's some old shit in there. But yeah, I still got my newspaper clipping oh, and yeah. my medal. Proudest day of my life in almost 28 years. I think every kid with a mom and a grandma probably has a box of clippings yeah. in their basement somewhere. <laughs> There's a lot like, of them. My mom, I remember one time my mom was like, um, when you went to go see Al Gore that one time at the college, <laughs> I, I snapped, I took this picture out of the paper for you. I was like, that's awesome, mom. I really appreciate it. It's still down there. I know that it is, but I just think that's funny. But yeah, the last time I bought a paper was then. That's funny shit. <laughs> I enjoy that. Let's get into... Some burning questions. Let's do it. I liked you guys scared me out there. I didn't think I was gonna fucking get any of them, and then all of a sudden, boop, I got a whole bunch. And I love your guys. Your guys' burning questions this week were great, and I do appreciate them. We're gonna start off with Mr. Mitchell Moeller writes to show. Mitch goes, Who is your favorite Hawkeye of all time on the offensive side? And who's your favorite defensive Hawkeye of all time? Scotty, go first. Okay. Uh, defense is easy. Bob Sanders, mm-hmm. um, just a man. Uh, they just inducted him in the Hall of Fame this year. Yes, they did. Um, I think his name and number is going to go up on the press box. I can't wait. The other guys, that's going to be amazing. Um, I got a picture with him when the Hawks uh, played the Rose Bowl um, <laughs> uh, in 2015. Uh, but, yeah, he was just my favorite Hawk to watch. Uh, and then in the NFL, um, he was just a man in the NFL. And then the offense, uh, um, everybody wants to say Tim DeWipe, but I think my sleeper is Ed Inkle. Um, really? He was just another one of those little sneaky wide uh-huh. receivers that uh, just a, a, he was tall, a white guy. Um, and he broke his, I think he broke his arm in, uh, maybe it was his junior year, senior year, something like, I don't know. But I found him walking one day in the tunnel at Kinnick after a game, and he had his <laughs> arm in a sling and a cast. And he signed the program for me yeah. with his broken hand. That a guy. And I was like, you are the man. So he will forever be a favorite, Ed Hinkle. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Marco, who you got, old buddy? Uh, on the defensive end, I'm going to have to go with Desmond King. He was always mm-hmm. always would show up on the TV He's, screen. He's always there. Oh, and a huge leader. Huge leader. I, he did something special for us. Um, and on the offensive end, Ricky Stanzi. You're Stanzi? See, Stanzi. I was Stanzi the Stanzi. man. Stanzi the man. Kansas Stanzi. Well, Jake Carell bought a because he's a Kansas City fan. Uh, he bought a uh, a Chiefs shirt and had it like you can do the custom name and number. And he got Kansas Stanzi on the back of it. Nice. It was, I thought that was cool. Uh, I good quarterback, Outback Bowl, and he got us to the ten seed at one point. Or probably more than that. I think so. Around there, ranked tenth. Good. Speaking, speaking of defensive backs, I mean, I had uh, Bob Sanders. You had uh, Desmond King. We had Josh Jackson, who's in the NFL yep, right yep. now. He's got the best cornerback rating in the NFL. Did he? Um, uh, hit, somebody blocked the punt today. He caught it and ran it in for a touchdown. See, well, yeah, I mean, there was just, 
It was on like the ten yard line, but I, yeah, aside nonetheless, from Iowa being tight end university, uh, I think we're an offensive line mm-hmm. university, defensive back. I think we're killing. It. Yeah, so. I, yeah, Josh Jackson and Desmond King in the last two years. Uh, you have to. Well, what's going on in Iowa? Yeah, you my know, yeah, never mind. Sorry, my offense. I struggled with both. With I still don't know who I'm going to say for offense, so I'm going to go to the defense. My favorite defensive player of all time is Josie Jewell. I loved his attitude. I loved the way that he played football. He played it so well at Iowa that there was such a huge hole to fill. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always holes to fill when seniors leave, yeah. but his was huge. He had an impact on that mm-hmm. team, and that he was he's so smart. He yeah. is, I'm going to say it, the Peyton Manning of linebackers <laughs> that Iowa's ever had. And I'm going to say, because Peyton Manning was a genius on the line. No, Call and play. Abdul Hodge. No, I and I, I, nah, I love and I love Chad. <laughs> I love Chad Greenway. I really did. But Josie Jewell to me, it, all encompassingly, he was so he was always there. He's always and it just it, it burned in my mind. And then of course he did. He's in Denver, and I'm a Denver fan. I get it. Maybe that a little biasy towards that, but <laughs> but still he was he played so smart. He played. Awesome football, and I and I loved watching him. So on the offensive side, I just it's so good. And you know, Chuck Long was there. He announced he was on the the Big Ten calling the game last mm-hmm. night, which was cool. Um, and there's a lot of if you talk to older people, that's who's your favorite, and they say Chuck Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked C.J. Bethard, mm-hmm. but all time, I'm I'm gonna go Sean Green. Mm. because he was so tough, so physical, did play well in the NFL for the yeah. few years that he was there. Went to the Jets, yeah. But he and went to Kirkwood Community College. Yeah, great story. Yeah, great story with him. He was a downhill back through and through. East and West, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. I don't care if I get a yard. I'm going north and south yeah. always. Sean Green is – Will be is my 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 favorite all time offensive. He was our beast mode. He was he was just he was a thriller and a killer in the trenches, man. I loved watching him. Great question. So and Mitch, well, Mitch has a couple. Oh, Mitch's second question. He's like, I know it's not college. You mean you can ask any question you would like to on the show? But I got to know your thoughts on Keenum's Week One performance. Um, Case Keenum did a little research on Case Keenum. Uh, has the most total yards in college football history. Through a career um, for Houston, I believe he was down in Houston. Okay. Great college quarterback. Played at Minnesota last year, comes to the Broncos this year. He looks good. He plays smart. We're only a game into the season, but I think the Broncos finally have a chance to get to the promised land so long as they can beat who I think is going to be a very good Kansas City team with Pat Mahomes. He is very good. And they've got the fastest dude on the world running the ball. What's his name? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is he is the Usain Bolt of the NFL. He's insane. He, he is insanely fast. He's, he's gone. Yes. Um, I think Case Keenum's doing good, and he will do good. I think we'll we'll reach the playoffs this year. I think we'll win the AFC West. I'm going to call it. Broncos will win the AFC West, and Case right. Keenum will lead us there. Of course, the Broncos do have. they got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb on the defensive side of the ball. Got the offensive line figured out, and I hope that Case can stay healthy because I'm excited to watch him. I haven't been excited about a quarterback since Peyton Manning. And then before that, 
Tebow. And then before that, it was a long list of <laughs> Brian Greasy and uh, Teddy – or no, Brian Greasy and – God, there's a – There's that guy who played for the Cardinals and then came over here. Uh, uh, Jake Plummer. Plummer. Color was there. So I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm very excited for Case Keenum this year. So Mitch has three questions. He's a he wants to be all over it. Keenum, I, I want to say this real quick. Keenum kind of scares me. I think I said this in the last podcast I was on. Uh, last year, we all know he had a great year in Minnesota. Oh yeah. And just looking at it, I had a gut feeling it was just one of those one year wonders. He was twenty nine years old. Uh, he's twenty nine. He's thirty now, but he was, oh. I mean, I'm assuming he's twenty nine. Big trio. Uh, <laughs> he just, I don't know. And I knew once he became Good a free agent, man. and he wasn't wanting to resign, or Minnesota wasn't wanting to resign him. Um, that it was just gonna, he's gonna go somewhere else. They're gonna give him a lot of money, and it was gonna be like Brock Osweiler. He kind of was up and coming in Denver, and then he goes to Houston, thinking they're gonna, they gave him a bunch of money, thinking he's gonna be something special, and then it's just a bust. So I was a little, <laughs> little nervous on Keenum, but I'm proud to say that he did something in the debut and his Denver debut that not a single quarterback did all last year for us, and that was pass for over 300 yards. Really? So that I, that's something mark. we can be proud of. He's a stat guy. Yeah. Excellent. Research. Excited about Case Keenum. And Mitch has uh, three questions. Well, he's got five on here. Football movies, Remember the Titans or Friday Night Lights? Uh, absolutely Remember the Titans. Absolutely Remember the Titans. I love, Hands down. I love Remember the Titans. Boom. Awesome. No questions. Mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? Uh, Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. Hellman's Real Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Uh, mayonnaise. Hellman's. That's what's in our fridge. A squirt bottle and a... Not that kind. The squirt bottle is yeah. genius. Yeah. I love it. So I got both of those. And then boxers or briefs, Mitch asks. Are you struggling to find – do you need a new pair? Have you blown yours out, Mitch? Is that why you're asking us? You need a second opinion? Mm-hmm. I wear compression boxers, shorts, every day. I haven't worn a regular pair of underwear. Really? Oh, it's probably been three or four years now since I've worn regular underwear. I will never go back. Really? Oh, yeah. If I can spend 20 bucks for three pairs of compression shorts, yep, I will do it. Wow. Yeah, I got a sweaty problem, so. Okay. Like, it's everything's where it needs to be all the time. It's good. I'm a very... No free brand deals, though. Just compression shorts. Yeah, no no, no free ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm very... I'll go back and forth, uh, you know. Monster. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> today, today, you know, I'm wheeling dealing. I feel free and easy, so it's boxers. Okay. It's boxers. I thought you were going to say nothing for a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. When, when I'm at work, you know, there's sweat happens, so it's high and tight, and mm-hmm. it's, it's briefs. Um, Got to keep everything where it needs to be, because, you know, you can get kicked. Yeah, so, mm, it's boxers on my end, boxers all the way. Yeah, yeah. I expect mm. that out of you. It's just yeah. that's just how it is. I don't know. Not, You'll learn. Not too much behind it. That's just how it is. Right. I'm not too much behind it. It's just it's just you're comfortable with things. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Um, our second burning question. Uh, Jason Wesley wanted to know, um, who's got the most NCAA uh, violations by conference? Very good question. I couldn't really narrow it down. SMU made the top of just about every list mm-hmm. because they were handed the death penalty in the late eighties. Um, and almost a lot of these scandals, you know, minus uh, Penn state mm-hmm. and that whole thing, which was a huge thing, yeah. you know, and then you get the and then you get the other ones with recruiting, yeah. but almost all of these that I read through and they're, they're across the board between teams 
everywhere, and I really couldn't find a number. Mm-hmm. But SMU and Arizona State had a lot. Uh, and you at the SEC, and he and he wanted to know why. We get the SEC, you get high pro- profile players. Yeah, I mean, how do you keep these kids? Yeah, well, here's some change. You need a. I heard you were having to walk to school. Here's here's a car. Mm-hmm. You know, which all of which things that you cannot do. And a lot of these involved uh, money being paid to players, so they mm-hmm. could have. As a college kid, you can't. I'm playing football. When you you can't, you don't have time for a job. Yeah, you, there's no time. You, you know, you got to hope you've got mm-hmm. money coming in from your parents, or you know, through grants or scholarships. But some of those kids that play football in the SEC, are they really? I mean, as far as grade wise, yeah, how much are they really getting? You know, so how are you going to keep these kids? We'll give them some money. We'll give them a car. Don't say anything. Here's a couple hookers and some blow. Don't say anything. But across, I mean, it's it's across the board. The Big Ten does have the lowest. Yeah. And that Ohio has State been discovered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the big or Ohio State kind of drug us down with the abuse thing that happened. Urban Meyer situation. Yeah, or the yeah. Urban Meyer situation. And of course, he got on there yesterday today and was like. I am totally against that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, who everybody is for the sure. most part. But across the board, it's pretty – SEC had more numbers. They weren't all money or sex, but most yeah. of them were. I'll say this about scandals. Uh, I am 100% um, – I'm 100% um, confident that Iowa does not cheat. Yes. Because – if we if we were cheating, we'd be doing a lot better, getting a lot more, <laughs> yeah. more recruits. Like literally, if Tom, if Norm Parker had been like diddling kids and doing that stuff, <laughs> we'd still be in the death penalty. But Penn State does it, and like two years later, they're, like, they're hey, back to national. Yeah. they're back to national ranking. Um, Iowa State or Ohio State does uh, whatever they do, and you know, and then the same thing like, with Tressel too. Yeah, well, I don't even remember what happened with him, but. Ohio State brings the Big Ten average down. Yeah. And Lane Kiffin's done some things between Tennessee and he was at USC and then now he's at Florida Atlantic or whatever and yeah. is fat now. Mm. I'm going to get worried when Iowa starts winning national championships because I'm like, ah, shit, we're cheating. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come crashing That's down. That's terrible. <laughs> we're going to start forfeiting some moves. Oh, man. Yeah, but the death penalty, I mean, you can't play football. That's ter- and SMU had that handed down in 87 or 86. Of course, couldn't play. Everybody transfers. Then they couldn't play the next year because they didn't have anybody enough to play football. Mm-hmm. All for paying players. Yeah. I get it. You want to keep those guys. I just don't see why you need to cheat to do it. I get. I mean, I'm pretty I, – I, I heard a story once. I don't know where I read it, but I heard – I read a story that the boosters – so it's not the college, mm-hmm. it's the boosters, which yeah. is still illegal because yeah. you can't pay a, a college player or anything. Yeah. These boosters give, I think, behind closed doors, the boosters do a lot. And, I'm, and I heard a story, and it might be publicly known, I don't know, that the boosters bought fucking Nick Saban's house <laughs> for him, or whatever that case is. I think that there's a lot that goes on that we will never know about. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a thing of, hey, you know, don't tell anybody, and the next guy goes, oh, boy, hey, by the way, don't tell anybody. And then the, somebody down the line says something, and now you don't get free Adidas shoes for Louisville or whatever that coach's name was. 
for oh Rick Pitino. Yeah, that was a shoe scandal, right? With Adidas and <laughs> was it? I never. Knew I what, thought it was a I, shoe scandal. I tried to research See? it, never knew what it was. But all I saw was Rick Pitino saying that he would never do such a thing, whatever it was. But he'll. Ne- I don't think he'll never coach again. And but no, another yeah, scandal. He, Big basketball teams, just like big football teams, yeah. that's where you see a lot of your trouble is the big schools, the big names. Yeah. You know, well, Appalachian State going to get in trouble for doing shit like that? Probably not because it's Appalachian State and they've only done one thing, and that was beat Michigan and then fucking almost beat Penn State. <laughs> I hate Trace McSorley. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. In my, I don't think he'll play with a shit in the NFL if he goes that far, even if he does win the fucking Heisman. He's creeping big. up there in the rankings. I know he is. Yeah. I know. I'm watching. Sneaky bastard. <laughs> he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's making the NFL, but that's on me. So, yeah. So I, sorry, Jason couldn't find all the answers, I guess. I tried. I did try. Oh, we got time for more? Yeah, I think or you know, we need we're, to go to commercial creeping, break. We're creeping up on the 60-minute mark here, so, so we're going to... Uh, I don't know if we have time for this. I have a burning question. Yes, please. Um... I want to know, on the theme of your room, what is your favorite memory from either this room <laughs> or this house? Oh, it makes, me so, it makes me smile so big thinking about growing up in this room. And something that I always will remember, uh, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of shit that happened. I can tell a lot of stories. The big one was uh, I had drank too much one night. No. No, and I've been known to do that. <laughs> I've also been known to do the second thing. I got real drunk one night, and sometimes you urinate in places that you should not. Okay? Um, Well, I decided to urinate on my power strip, which connects the TV, the Xbox, laptop, and everything. So I I peed on that in the corner of the room here many, several times. And I melted that fucking power strip to the carpet. Could have burned my whole house down. Yeah. It does have a smell to it. it does, and that's why. That is why. <laughs> but I tried to remedy that. There had been some black, there was some black, like a black chunk of shit on the carpet. I couldn't get off. So I had like an old pair of trimmers, a hair trimmers. <laughs> and I literally buzzed out and shaved my carpet, right? And it's, it's right down by where Marco's sitting. It's somewhere down there. And my mom was like, why is there a, why is your carpet funny there? I shaved it. Why? Don't. Ask questions, mother. <laughs> you will not like the answer. <laughs> there are a lot of good times up here, and it's it's a it's nostalgic, and it's it's cool to do the show in here because it looks good. I mean, you guys can't see, but it looks good in here. And I had the same stuff on the walls that Marco does here when I was growing up. You know, Hawkeye stuff and and Bronco stuff, and you know, pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff like that because I was real in the bodybuilding, whatever. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, but. Yeah, those two stand out the most. There's some other things that I probably could say, but I won't because, you know. FCC. Don't want to scar Yeah, me. the FCC won't scar let me, me be. Life. Oh, can I tell one more funny? Yeah. One more funny. Um, so the window. The window back there, my buddy Doug puked outside of it. And I didn't know it. So I wake up in the morning, and I'm hearing this tapping. And I'm like, I'm fucking hungover. Where is this coming from? What is it? Doug's like, make it stop. Like, I don't know where it's coming from. I peel the blinds back, and there's some blackbirds puking at, picking at his puke on the Ooh. windowsill. At 7 in the morning, I was like, God damn it, Doug. But that was, <laughs> it was another funny story. But we're going to take a commercial break because that's how this works. But we'll be right back. You guys will know. I don't even really need to say that because we'll just edit it all together. But go ahead. So our last, last burning question comes from Dan McCall. Poor guy. Down in Savannah, Georgia. 
surrounded by SEC fans. We got a little fan of our own. Surrounded by SEC fans down there. Everybody's a Georgia fan. Well, he said there's like five schools within five SEC schools within a couple hours of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got Georgia Tech and everybody who's down there. And he, there, there's the Big Ten is never on the TV. So um, he, he replied, said, he said he likes the show because it makes him feel a little bit at home. Uh-huh. And I would, I would want that too, being in Georgia far away from your family. I don't know you, Dan, but you sound like a sweetheart. <laughs> So, uh, Dan McCall writes, if Iowa does have a 10-win season, do you think Barta would hire – would and Kirk Ferentz retires, do you think Barta would hire Brian Ferentz as the head coach? Mark? You know, I think it definitely have to happen. It's all about the last name in sports. I, de- I think he – Oh, definitely miss. Brian it, would take over. Right. I think. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. – I don't know. I don't – who else are you going to bring in? You right. want to bring an outside guy in? I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a there's a lot of people when you read through on Facebook and Twitter. There's a lot of people who don't want a Ferentz. Yeah, but Brian is a good coach. He does have NFL experience in yeah. uh, with Bill Belichick. So yeah, he won't a... re- he won't retire this after. Even if they do, even if they go undefeated, he won't retire. He's got till 2022 on his contract, I think. That's such an interesting 20. question. A really good question because. Um, I think if you're Ferentz, you want to retire on your own terms. Oh, of course. You don't want the college to have to force you out. So I, while I don't think it's this year, I would be very interested. I would be very interested. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Does he go before his contract is up, leave money on the table? Yeah. um, Just leave on his own terms. um, And do they hire, uh, do they hire uh, his son? Yeah, maybe. I think he might be the next iteration. He, yeah, he. I think he keeps all the best stuff that Kirkwood's ha- Kirk has, but he has that fiery like. You know, he's a little bit of a. I don't want to say well, he's cannon. Well, but, no, but he had that. He said some things after a game one year or something. I was mean, it the Wisconsin game that he or the Ohio State game? I think he it was got, the Minnesota game. He was got, it that one? He, he said some words in the press box. He threatened a coach like a. Oh, like did he? Somebody Shit. else from a like somebody else. He threatened a Big Ten official. Have you there. never seen? Have you never seen? Uh, Last chance, you. Shit happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a know. whole another story. That you know, fucking last chance, you. The press box. The Not always. Season, <laughs> the, the new head coach. Well, who cares about the, those kids and the last uh, chance you, man? It's hard to watch sometimes. They're like, kids. I'm. They're like, well, it's not going my way, so fuck you. And it's like, no, dude, you're getting a second chance to get back into D1 school. And they're so ungrateful. Have you seen Last Chance You? Yeah, they're so show. fucking ungrateful. Yeah. There's one kid that made it out, and it was the. Kid with dreadlocks. Yep, he yep, plays yep, for that linebacker for yeah, uh, Texas A and M. No, I don't know where he. Shoot, he where was at Texas go? Tech, I think. Texas then, Tech was where he was. Yeah, but so I think he got he went back. He went, he went back. Did he? I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. He's somewhere, but so ungrateful, unbelievable. Those kids treating people like that. But great I, question. Yeah, uh, and then his second one. Well, okay. Well, part of that. Do the Hawks win ten games this year? I I already said Hawks are going ten and two. Yeah. I already said it. I think we with the first three games were the first two uh, were I think big question marks, mm-hmm. um, especially with the um, with the uh, suspensions on the first game, uh, never not knowing what's going to happen Iowa Iowa State. Those are big questions. Our next big question is Wisconsin, and then after that, 
Iowa slate, other than maybe Penn State. We got Penn, yeah, State, Penn State, State in um, Happy Valley. Yeah, so I mean, if we get through Wisconsin, it's not a murderer's row by any means. No, and Maryland, they got knocked off this weekend. I thought they were going to be okay. Prove they're not. They got beat to a Temple team. Might need some stuff to slide our way, but we may be looking at 2015 again. I would not be so far. And that was another team where you go, well, how are they going to be? And then we end up in the Rose Bowl. So, And does that play to my earlier point about Stanley, like keeping the expectations low and letting him just be Mm -hmm. cool and just make his make his plays and be done with it, fly him to the radar. But I don't know if we go 12 and L again, it's, he's not going to stand to the radar. Well, they've already got him as like a late third round. Mel Carper's got him as a late third round. And he's yeah. a junior. So that says a lot. Yeah. He, and he is a good quarterback. Yeah. He really is. I wouldn't trade him. I just don't know what happened from last year to this year that made, maybe he was as nervous as the rest of us. Maybe, maybe, maybe he fell into some hype they, or something. These are know. humans yes. and they are college kids. Uh, not so much younger or not so much older than Mark right now. Yeah. Like, they're, they're humans and they're kids and they're on, they're making their universities millions of dollars. And I, so. I love watch college football. So great. They leave everything out there. They play for no money. Mostly. It's the best time I've ever had watching slave labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They make no money. And they do it for for their teammates. But at Iowa, it's for their teammates. I'm sure there's some places where the kids are doing it to play one or two years and go pro. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here yeah. at Iowa. I think for most most teams, I love watching college football. I think the Hawks go ten and two. I think they I think they can do it. They'll struggle with Chase McSorley and company. But uh, second question from Dan is AJ Epinesa. If he continues the type of play, do you think he'll go pro early, even with his humble approach to life? He's got four and a half sacks or four sacks. Um, I think Nick Bosa from Ohio State's right behind him. Uh, he will throw you around. Yeah. He is strong and big. Yeah. He's going to have a great year. Yeah. He won't. If 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 he was going to leave, it wouldn't be until after his junior year. Yeah. Does he stay all four? I think he does. I think – and I talked to some other people in town who know that finesse as well. I think that he'll stay all four years. It's an but interesting situation. I think It would be the, hard to – The type of defense that Iowa plays, um, you know, we, we, we sub in those packages. We have six or eight guys who can play defensive line um, mm-hmm. at, at a high level. We sub in – we say – we do that Raider package, that kind of amoeba, where you see the defensive line just like kind of milling around, and then when the ball snapped, they go to their, they do their assignment, they fill their gap. Makes it really tough for offensive lines to, um, to to uh, play out their blocking read, schemes. Yeah. Um. So, but he's not in every play. You know, no. his snap counts are he's, up there. It's, it's the third downs. <clears throat> yeah, but he's Parker saving. Parker goes to tackle. And he goes days. to end. Yeah, yeah, passing downs. But it's that's same. Miles are not going on AJ Epinesa. So no. That's going to increase his draft stock and and his junior year. You know, if he could first rounder he is, I don't know. Of course, we're all biased being Hogger fans, but <laughs> goddamn, he's, he's you can't ignore he's leading the nation in sacks. If if he continues the way he is with the low miles that he's going to get, just being in on packages and be, um, uh, you know, being able to play the way that he's playing. Um, he may not be able to ignore the kind of money that they that he may willing that they from may being be, a first round that pick. they're going to throw at him. 
Um, you know, we just saw Khalil Mack get a big old deal with the Bears, the Bears. Um, and so, they, God, I thought they were going to win. Did you watch that game last? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that was. Old. He had arguably the. I wish. I wish that. I wish that they had taken out Chris Collinsworth with all that too. Can't stand that guy. <laughs> Khalil Mack had arguably the greatest half in a defensive player's history. He mm-hmm. had like a forced fumble, a sack, a interception. First, yeah, pick six, all in the first half. All for not. All for not. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. What a what a what a goon. I don't know. If they, I don't even. I think that they lost today. But I didn't see that. I didn't, I see. didn't end up seeing the. the end but. Of that. Yeah, I think uh, as a junior, after his junior year, uh, hey, you want to make $15 million this year and play defense end for the Denver Broncos? Yeah, sure, let's go play. <laughs> or, you know, they would be dead. <laughs> But it would be the Browns probably, I don't know. Because, I mean, are the Browns going to be playoff a team this year? They almost mm. tied again. 0-0-2. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a stat. What a great start. What a great – their best start since their 2004. Their best start since 2004 is where we're sitting at right now. 0-1-1. Oh, Owen, Owen, well, the Owen first one. game, yeah. They tied well, again? I thought well, they lost. Well, if they were to – They lost today. If they had tied again. Before oh, yeah. today. Bef- yeah, before yeah. today they were at their best start in, since 04 with a tie. It's still their best start. Oh, yeah. True. Right? I, and I did – and I watched uh, Hard Knocks with I the Browns. Too. It makes he kind of want to. I watched it last year with the Bucks, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever, I'm just watching this." But I watched it with the Keelan Browns, and I was like, "Hey, let's fuck win some games there in, in, in Believeland, Really, they're, you kind of get behind it. Their offensive coordinator, oh yeah, all hurt, the memes hurt, 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 and his hurt. gut would would move oh, yeah. in motion. With I can't his... believe that they let him be like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, he doesn't care. Yeah, he drives like a... a little Ferrari or something. He got like an '80s Ferrari or something no. like that. It's a Maserati. Is it a Maserati? Yeah, yeah a little like white that. thing. Yeah. yeah. Funny, yeah. I think is that I think those I keep clicking on ESPN when I mean to go to this. But yeah, uh, AJ Panessa, humble family, humble kid, yeah. definitely the biggest Mount Pleasant roots. Mm-hmm. Definitely the biggest something to be proud of. Pick I think or the biggest player to come and play for Iowa in a long time as far as being a five star recruit. Yeah, coming to Iowa had an offer from Alabama, but instead chose the Iowa Hawkeyes. What a guy! The do you guys remember that what was his name Oliver West from Iowa City that went to Michigan? Oh, yes, yes, and has he not played. Play. Yeah, he, he hasn't he played. played down yesterday. Did he? Yeah, he. And that's was, what I get. That's what I get to give credit to the to the Iowa staff is like that was a big time recruit that mm-hmm. they really kind of passed on. I mean, they didn't really go much after him. And then Kirk Ferentz will tell you the one mistake he made was David Johnson that's playing. At the, mm-hmm. that's playing yeah, at the, I, yeah. That's like, that's his one mistake, and I, you know, I I have to hundred percent agree with him. Like he, I don't think he makes many. The, the guys that are developmental and that he really wants and will really go after, I think he goes after Sergey. He'll they'll get him. Um, yeah, bring him in. But yeah, that Oliver West, I don't, I don't think he, yeah, he, he's not really doing much right now. No, I'm had okay he with that. had he come to Iowa, yeah. he'd have played every. He'd have been on the field every play. Yeah. Get your get yourself into the weight room, um, and then the same the kid from Cedar Falls that had a full ride to UNI. Uh, Alabama wanted him, so he went and played in Alabama. He's a junior or senior, and he's never played. Mm-hmm. He's probably having a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say he's not, but he's probably having a great time down there. But had he come to UNI or come to Iowa or something, 
he'd have played, and I think it would have been worth it. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not a recruiter. I'd like to hang out with some recruiters someday. It's tough to practice a day in and day out and not get to play on Saturday. Mm-hmm. can only imagine. So I think that's it. Think we cover everything? Maybe some Heisman talk. I don't know. Who you got? We, uh, Will Greer. Trace McSorley had another great day yesterday. Still don't think he's uh, going to be an NFL quarterback. Nope. Uh but as far as for the Heisman's, I think he'll be there. And then, of course, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's going to be out there. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma quarterback. He's Almost just a little guy. Almost lost Iowa State. Just a little guy. It got iffy with Oklahoma and Iowa State. Yeah. I well, was really hoping for him to pull it off two years in a row. That's an interesting – well, I had a I had a, I had a, a meal bet on that game with an Iowa State fan. So. Yeah? Yeah, I had to take that bet. Like, you oh, gave yeah. me a meal that oh, Iowa, Iowa State would be OU. Like, they're not yeah. like that. Jokes on you, we're going to Hoo-Ha, bud. Yeah. <laughs> on the exactly. When it's busy and there's shrimp, so it's like $2 more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well. Good. The, uh, yeah. I think what you see now in the Heisman is going to be what you see at the end of the year for front runners. Right. Unless someone gets hurt. Yeah, but do you do you win the Heisman if your team doesn't isn't in the playoffs? We'll see. Heisman, you win the Heisman if yeah. you're not in the SEC. It's not like an. It's not. <laughs> I like, don't know. Yeah, it's not like an MVP. It's not like valuable. Yeah. It's, it's well, I mean, you get to be the on commercials. Individual performance. You get to be on Nissan commercials if you win the Heisman. Right. That'd be cool. Well, Hang I out with some of those guys. I understand the. I understand the spirit of the the selection, but I think in the practice they end up picking an MVP from a top. For school, like whoever's from the, yeah, like I, you know, so uh, I don't know. I, not, I uh, what was way, but it was probably back in July. So I follow somebody on Instagram, and they were talking about Heisman. Who's your or who's your dark horse for Heisman? So I said Noah Fant, hmm. and the guy was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I don't know. What if he beats Randy Moss's single touchdown record in college football with like twenty eight? Uh-huh. Or something yeah. it's huge, astronomical when he was down in down, down in Marshall. Um, if what did he have last year for touchdowns? Eleven. He tied the with yeah. McNutt, I think. Does he put up fifteen or twenty? I don't think a wide receiver from Iowa would ever win the Heisman. <laughs> it was kind of funny at the time, but then I was thinking, like, man, if this kid, I mean, and you, but then you wouldn't be able to ignore Nathan Stanley either if he's throwing twenty touchdown passes to fucking Noah Fant. Yeah, the quarterback position tends to be. Yeah. The tight end's not going to win. A, I don't think a tight end's going to win a Heisman without having to throw in a quarterback. But yeah. I just thought it was funny, and some people got mad because they're like, most of them were SEC fans. <laughs> um, and then, oh, I had another question. Someone asked, "Does somebody win in the future? Is someone going to win the BCS that's not from Power Five, from a Power Five school? So, like, yeah. you can't." You're well, not going to get in. Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame Miami. could, but they did Central Florida last year. Yeah. They fucking smugged them. And Washington got get, got in and they sucked. Yeah. Could you imagine if UCF went in there and beat Alabama? Yeah. That was the one, that was the chance, the one chance that we were going to have to see a non-Power 5 school yeah. come in and make the BCF, BCS playoffs and do something good. I think that we've missed that chance, the window, and it'll be a while. Yeah. I don't it's think- just hard. Nobody wants to see you got to have history. Yeah. You have to have a history of winning. And I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say, but uh, if you haven't won one yet, 
whether I mean this is the whole history of the NCAA. If you haven't won one yet, you don't have that history, you're probably not gonna win one. Yeah. It's so, it's so hard. It's all about the narrative mm-hmm. when it comes down to big decisions like this, like playoffs, MVP mm-hmm. awards, all that. Yeah, it's big business. Mm-hmm. NCAA. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of money to be made. Uh I got one more, I gotta find it. Who I'm trying to go through this. Some Corey Reynolds wants to know. Is he wants to know one was Noah? And he wrote this before the game. If Noah Fant was overrated coming into the season, before yesterday, I'll say no. But I don't think you can't coach hands. No, you can't either. The ball is your friend or not. Yeah, and I think Noah has a little bit of trouble. The ball is his sometimes his friend and sometimes not his friend. You can't. It's I don't want to say you can't. But it's hard to teach a kid. Mm-hmm. That the ball is your friend, and so I think he struggles with that sometimes. Um, it just you know, uh, now nah, I'm not saying that all the balls that were thrown to him were perfect, but you know, if you're truly a a high level tight end, a high level yeah. wide receiver talent, that's when that's your job. You need to be ca- you need to be catching some of those balls within your arm reach. Mm-hmm. If you touch him, you catch him. I think that's the rule. Haters, who are you hating on this year? Who's your villain in the, in the college football world? It's always I, Alabama until well, they're yeah, not yeah, right first. Yeah, but if you like Baker Mayfield last year was kind of the cocky with the flags and mm. shit and getting in trouble. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Trace McSorley. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like. He's kind of got a shitty attitude. I guess. And I'm sure he's a great guy. Penn State last I'm, year. Kind of puts yeah, it really does. It, yeah. It's bad blood. Yeah, he's my villain. If I'm gonna pick somebody to hate on this year. Yeah. It's tough. I don't, I don't judge know. people. I really don't. But fucking goddamn Trace McSorley. There you go. There it is. Okay. <laughs> right now, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of hate towards anyone except, like I said, Alabama. Other Alabama than that, right now. Whole. I don't really. Yeah. Right now, I don't really. I don't really got a lot I'm of sick hate. Sick of Alabama winning it. Hate, hate you until you hate me. Mm-hmm. Or hate you you but how many times has Alabama got to win the fucking BCS until we're we're just absolutely sick of it? Well, yeah. I mean, I am. I'm done with it. I'm mm-hmm. done with Alabama. They're Golden State of the NCAA. <laughs> the Golden State. That's good. I like that. You got you got a villain. So you got a, you got a hater. Uh you know, just personal stuff. I mean, really nothing. You can't. It's hard to kick Nebraska while they're down, but also fuck Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just so I got. I have a cousin who lives north of Omaha. He's been a Hawk fan. Like he's a hard. He's my brother. Uh, he's he was in my wedding. Like I love this guy. Um, he lives north of Omaha, and he is in like Nebraska Homer territory. Mm-hmm. And every time Nebraska loses, it's just I just revel with him. Like we jump up and down, hugging. Like, yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> I found out this week that Warren Buffett lives in Nebraska. Yeah, so Nebraska. I didn't know that, but he could probably buy Nebraska if he wanted to. I didn't know that he lived <laughs> lived in Nebraska. Probably I didn't Nebraska. know. I didn't know he was yeah. still alive. <laughs> I don't know. I, I learned yeah. like probably four years ago that Patrick Swayze was dead. <laughs> I had no, oh. I had not, I had no idea he was dead. I feel, oh, I feel terrible, but I had no idea. Write that down. Now, Warren Buffett <laughs> still lives in the house he bought in 1970 for a hundred and like $30,000. Yeah. Jeez, that, that is crazy. Still lives in the same house. It's, it's still a nice house. Probably travels a lot though. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter how big his well, house he's is. rich as shit. Right. Yeah. I like that I can do this. <laughs> Lean back. Mm-hmm. Someday we'll have a studio and it'll be be great. Someday. Be awesome. We got some good stuff working for the show. Oh yeah, it's the Thank potential. You, I, Iowa City high. Apparel. Great. I'm so glad that we're a business partner in this, and I can't wait for that to grow. It's huge. It's huge. 
It's you, Scott. Thanks for coming on, dude. No problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. People's great been great. Yeah. Yes, it has been. It's been very good. I'm way more relaxed today <laughs> than I was um, in the past. And thanks, you guys that listen every week. There's a lot of you guys that listen to every show. There's some people who just catch them here and there. We're still trying to make an identity here, but we're digging into it. It's great. We're going to have it, and I can't wait for what's to come. Marco, the, the people love you. Appreciate it a Scott, lot. Scott, they're going to like you. This has been a great show. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. glad yeah, that you could come down. It's always fun. I feel very at home in your... Uh, Old bedroom? Your sex loft up here. <laughs> sex loft. I almost did buy bunk beds once. Mm. I think it'd, it'd get hot in the ceiling. It would. Yeah. Didn't. So I had a shitty couch and then an even shittier couch after that. But when we're done with this, I'll show you that part, pocket of the carpet I shaved. Mm. <laughs> That's all we got, guys. Thanks for tuning in, just like every week. Next Thursday, tune in for Lucky's Locks. We'll be back with uh, hopefully some good upsets now that we're getting back in the conference play. Tuesday or Thursday? Thursday. Did Thursday. I say Tuesday? I think maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Next Thursday, Thursday. Lucky's Locks. And then, of course, the show's on Sundays. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. Peace. I'm hungry. Let's go. Thanks, guys.